guys. Here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 108. So it is the beginning of November and up here in the Northeast, we are having some very unseasonably warm weather. I think the last week or so, it has been in the 60s or 70s every single day which is not normal, but I will take it. (laughs) So it seems a little silly that we're going to be doing this episode, uh, but it won't be long until there is snow on the ground. So I'd rather get ahead of this versus being behind it so that you've got some time to listen to this, to hear this, to sort through your closet and figure out what you will need. So I I thought it would just be helpful to talk about winter, winter running and more specifically how to dress because I'm a chronic overdresser, and I know that it can be tough to know what to wear when the temperatures drop. So what I figured I would do is just sort of tell you what I do, how I sort of approach this, and then you can test it out and see what works for you. So my first tip is always start out a little cold. And this is how I aim to start all of my runs. I am not always successful at this, but... And that's because I I hate being cold. But when I stick to this rule, quote unquote rule, I make better clothing choices. And then my workouts are better because I'm not constantly worrying about being too hot, being too cold. So anyway, what does this mean? Start out a little cold. It means that I'm wearing fewer layers than I would be if I were just going out to stand around outside like going to a winter festival or like a tree lighting, some sort of something, I don't know, that's the best I could do. Um, Something where you're just going to go stand around, right? You're going to put on all the layers, you're going to have the hand warmers, you're going to have all the things. And that's not to say that you won't have some of those same pieces in the mix for your cold weather running, but I don't want you to go out too hot, all right? So if you're really concerned about being too cold, one of the things that I do is I get fully dressed and then I do a short warm up indoors. Like I'll do my shakedown. Maybe I'll do like some jumping jacks, some lunges. I'll I'll sort of generate some internal heat so that when I go out, I'm slightly warmer. This also gives me the opportunity to reevaluate my clothing choices because if I instantly get overheated, then I know that that same thing is going to happen to me when I go outside. So doing that little bit of a warm up actually helps me not only mentally, but physically like make the transition from your warm, cozy house to the chilly outdoors. And it helps you to start out again, like I said, a little bit warmer so that you're not trying to generate that internal heat while being outside in the cold. Cause that's, you're sort of starting from a deficit, if that makes any sense. Um, so if you do a little bit of a warm up, you get warm and then you go outside, you don't have to work as hard to generate the internal heat because like I said, you're going to start out a little cold, meaning you're not wearing all the warm fuzzy layers. So Like I said, I'm a chronic overdresser, so I have to keep reminding myself that if I start out too warm, I'm going to be shedding and or carrying all of these extra layers within, who knows, it could be as early as one minute or as late as 10 or 15 minutes, but you want to just be having this focus on starting out just a little bit cold. Now, the other problem here is that starting out too warm 
having too many layers like overdressing means that you're going to sweat. And depending on the conditions outside, this can actually cause you to get colder faster, especially if you're wearing clothing that traps moisture against your skin. Okay. So managing your layers, managing your sweat, managing how, managing your uh, body temperature is a real thing for winter running. And I think if you just start out with this idea of starting a little bit cold, you'll get the hang of this. And actually, as you transition, as we transition from it being warm, like in the 60s and 70s, tapering down to where it's going to get colder, this is actually a good time for you to start to practice this versus it's winter, there's six feet of snow on the ground, and now you have to figure this out. So as the temperatures sort of, sort of trickle downward, see if you can be a little cold as you go out for each of your workouts, whatever they are, so that you start to wrap your brain around, okay, in the 50s, I wear this, in the 40s, I wear this, 30s, so on and so on and so on. And then this is where you can start investing in some quality winter run clothes that are able to handle moisture and are the appropriate um, weight or thickness or warmth, however you want to think about it, so that you have what you need. Because there's nothing worse than being too hot or being too cold. You you want to be just right. It's like the three little bears. <laughs> so there's a lot of different brands out there out there. You can read and watch a ton of different gear reviews. I would recommend that you ask your friends. If you're in the Run Your First 50K Facebook group, definitely ask there. I'll sort of be, I'm going to be doing uh, a live stream there where I'm going to pull out a bunch of my gear and show it and just be like, this is what I like for this temperature. This is what I like for that to help give you some ideas, but also go check out my Instagram feed because I will have posted that video that does like a, an outfit of the day. for winter running. (laughs) I'm not much for fashion, but I will do an outfit of the day post for you guys as it pertains to running. Um, All of my fashion sense can be stuffed into my pinky finger. Like that's as much as I have. But when it comes to running, I got all this stuff. So why not bust it out and show you what I like to use? Okay. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is get traction for your feet. Now, if you don't already have this, this is going to be a game changer for you. When the winter hits here up in the Northeast, I usually run on the roads around my house, like paved and gravel because the trails are they're kind of a little dicey. They're, they're actually better suited to snowshoeing, which I also do as a form of cross training. Um, and sometimes I can get away with running on them if there's already been a lot of snowshoe activity, but there's just a lot of rocks and roots that need to be adequately covered and packed with snow before they're actually runnable. And what makes my road running possible and more enjoyable are my yak tracks. Now that that's a specific brand name, but basically what I'm talking about are spikes that slip onto the bottom of your running shoes that give you more traction in the snow, in the slush, and sometimes on the ice. I mean, they're not, they're not going to keep you from falling. It's, they're not like suction cups, right? Like, but they're going to give you some more traction when you might otherwise not have it with your regular shoes. Now, there are a ton of different brands and a ton of different 
types and styles of running spikes. This Yak Tracks brand, I always just default to them because I think they were probably like the first ones on the market. And I've had multiple pairs of them and I have had good success with them. I've probably burned through, I mean, quite a few pairs at this point. But if you just do a little Googling, you can sort of see what's out there. There's different mechanisms. Some, Some of them actually screw right into the bottoms of your running shoes. Some are sort of like... I don't even know. They're like, I'm not even sure how to describe them if you've never seen them before. They're sort of like a rubber frame with spikes on the bottom that you just stretch over the bottom of your shoes. I get that's the best I can do. Just Google it. You'll see what I mean. Okay. And I have found that having them makes me more comfortable, especially when the conditions are slick because like I said before, nothing is going to prevent you from falling a hundred percent, but they will reduce the likelihood. You're also going to have to choose your running location and your speed and your foot placement carefully. But having this little extra layer of traction will, well, first of all, it's, I think they're worth the money in my opinion, because I have gotten more running days, even more walking days out of the year, just because I have that little extra added uh, bit of traction. I will also throw in there that having poles will be helpful as well. This combination of some sort of traction and poles can really sort of boost your frequency and your consistency with your winter running. Okay. So first and foremost, get into your closet, see what you've got for layers, start practicing this idea of starting out a little cold now as it's not freezing cold. I mean, I know some of you guys are listening and you're in like Canada or you're out in like Alaska or you're someplace where it is legitimately already cold. My apologies that I didn't get this out sooner, but my, my sense is that if you, um, if you live in a cold area and you've been, if you've have spent a lot of time outside prior to starting running, you kind of have this idea in your head about what layers work for you, but there's no time like the present to dig into your closet, see what you have, start pulling things out, thinking about starting out a little cold, testing out some outfits. You can sort of make it like your own fun little outfit of the day project. And then as well as investing in some traction for your feet, these two things alone will really help you to get more outdoor time this winter. And then you can layer on some of the more complex stuff. Well, maybe we'll talk about that later, but starting here is a really great foundation. And I will just like to say, I'll throw this little bonus tip in here. It has nothing to do with gear, but I would like to just say that running in the winter makes you stronger mentally. Okay. I am a firm believer, as you guys know, in doing uncomfortable things and I can't think, especially if you're somebody who doesn't like to be cold, I can't think of a a more uncomfortable thing than running when it's cold, okay? Especially like cold and windy. I mean, there have been some days around here where I come back and my eyelashes are frozen closed. (laughs) My eyes are frozen closed. My eyelashes are frozen over. So doing this will help you to develop some mental toughness that's required for an ultra, whether that's your first one or your farthest. Okay. So if you're planning an ultra for 2023, again, if it's your first or your farthest, here's your chance to practice microdosing yourself with some adversity in order to build your mental toughness and self-confidence. All right, you guys, that's all for this episode. Enjoy this beat and I will see you all soon.